Powered Podcast. This is episode eight, and we are talking about our gaming potential. Though it may be sparse, we are continuing to level up anyway. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today, we have Casey Cool. Yo. And Sean Poole. Hey. What's up, guys? Um, I finally watched Detective Pikachu. Oh. Yeah, that's gaming related, right? What'd you think? Yeah, what'd you think? I thought it was way better than it had any yes. right to be. Yeah, right? Yeah. It also showed, like, informed me that I know nothing about Pokemon games. <laughs> I cannot name more than, like, 15. And I'm like, is that Pidgey? No, that's Pidgey. No, that's Pidgey. Like, they're all Pidgey, but they're obviously different characters. Well, especially beyond, like, red and blue. Like, especially beyond, like, first gen or even, like, second second gen. Then it's like, uh... I only knew them because of Pokemon Go. That was the only reason I knew them. When we were recording our Demon Slayer podcast, which is coming soon, by the way, because Shelby did lose last month. I want that on the record. He goes, yeah, that one guy, he doesn't have a crow. He has like a Pidgeymon? Pidgey? What's his name? I go, you mean Pidgey? Yeah. Pidgeymon. I, Pidgey. I was like, yeah. uh, like, I think you're cross-referencing Digimon with Pokemon, but I, I knew what he meant. I knew what he meant. Because Digimon creatures all have like Mon at the mm-hmm. end of their names, like for the most part. Yeah. Digimon, digital monsters, like, yep, I'll know that. I like forever. Digimon. I liked Mon- Monster Rancher was another one that I liked. Mm. So, which was cool. There was a st- uh, Moon Moon. He was streaming Monster Rancher, which is a really cool game because if you haven't played that, how you got monsters was you would put in music CDs and it would randomly yes. generate your monsters for you. So, like, if you yeah, it was weird, but I like. I think it's a great concept. I wish they would do something with that. Where, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh combined. Yeah. Well, imagine you put in like your favorite MP4, like some blues traveler. <laughs> you get like a fat cat playing harmonica. And like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I remember I liked the cartoon when I was yeah, younger. Yeah, it was a good anime. Yeah, I know nothing about that. But hey, yeah, no, it sounds cool. It sounds cool. Like being able to like put in a CD or a song. Yeah, I'm game. I'm game. Pokemon was good, though. There was a twist at the end that I did not see him coming that I really appreciated. A little M. Night action. I mean, it wasn't that twist? big of a twist, but, you know, it's it was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I remember it now. I'm not going to say what it is, but I remember. Right, yeah, you just don't see it coming. You watch the whole movie, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Well done. Well done. <laughs> right. Well done, Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. You did. This is not a movie that I came in guessing about, let me tell you what. And Mewtwo is scary, man. My, <laughs> yes. my kid was like, no way. I'm not messing with Mewtwo. I forgot that he's like eight feet tall or whatever. Yeah. When that movie came out, that was my son's fourth birthday that weekend. So I took him the day of his birthday. It was on a Sunday. And he got really kind of freaked out with Mewtwo. And he, but he enjoyed it. He, that was one of the first movies he really liked. We had to buy that as soon as it came out. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog was up there. I've inundated my child with video game movies. But they're actually, here's the thing. Video game movies are actually pretty good now. Yeah. Versus like when, when we, we saw Mario. Kids. <laughs> I liked Mario when I was a kid. It was terrible, but I liked yeah, because you don't know better. <laughs> yeah. They do those like you know the clickbait articles like thirty things you didn't know about Mario Brothers filming, and it's just a hot mess of everything. Like <laughs> Mario was drunk every day on set. The actor Bob Hopkins, him and I would be too. I always felt really bad for Yoshi, and I always liked the was it the Go- was it the Goombas that were the like dinosaur he- little head dinosaur head dudes. Koopas. Koopas. It was Koopas. Koopas. Yeah. And they were, like, really creepy. Like, they weren't cutesy <laughs> like the video game. They were, like, nightmarish, no. mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. It, it, I always thought it was really, really, really dumb that Bowser turned into, like, a full-on just T-Rex. He's not. It was like, he just turned into a T-Rex. Well, 
It was like, right, what? Bowser's kind of like a turtle mixed with a dinosaur, mixed with a dragon, mixed with a bull. Like, you get this, like, weird, like, yeah. Hybrid, yeah. He, He's not just yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah. Like They just dumbed it down. Yeah. I, rem- I remember the mattress in the tunnel that they were going down. And I remember the little bomb bomb, and that's about all I remember <laughs> from that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the little bomb mm-hmm. was awesome. Speaking of Mario in video games, I did some video <laughs> game playing over this last week. Have you guys been playing Ooh, any games? You, played- you didn't take a break after your win of from last month. Uh, I kind of did. You know, it's just been mostly Animal Crossing in the house. Um, I actually fired up something off my backlog. And I started fresh because when we had that talk with Ben, I felt a little bad about not having fresh files. <laughs> it depends on the game, but it's one that I've started fresh on many times. I wasn't that far in, and I'm starting a new file of Earthbound. Ooh, you're going Whoa. for it, huh? Mm-hmm. That's another one that's haunted me, so I want to get that out of the way. Not out of the way. I enjoy it. That's a game where it its fan base is great, and it's got a lot. It breaks the fourth wall a lot, where. Like, someone like, well, your HP bar, I mean your health. Like, they talk about the actual RPG terms. And um, the enemies are crazy, too. Like, you fight this cult where everyone wears blue, and it's, like, the blue hippie cult. And, like, there's the blue hippie tattoo, <laughs> drunk blue salesman. It, it's got some really dark twists and turns. It seems like it's from, like, an, it would be from an era where they have, uh, where there wasn't so much. You, you could get away with a lot more, I guess. Yeah. For sure, because you're like a 10-year-old kid just out exploring. Like, you basically have to, one of the mini quests is there's like the Blues Brothers are at the mm-hmm. one of the local towns, and you have to pay their debt for them. So you pay them a big bag of cash so that you can drive in their van <laughs> to the next city. And then uh, the, all these kids that are connected through like psychic abilities. So I think people that like Stranger Things would like Earthbound because uh... it's kind of got this like Goonies psychic uh, atmosphere to it speaking my language i'm at the third town which is called Threed. so there's one at tucson which is tucson and then three and then uh four side is the next town and i usually always stop at four side because something comes up so that's going to be the the oh, wall yeah. i have to climb do you ever guys get that with the game like you always go back to it and there's the wall so that's why i gotta break through yeah. and then this other game well, that i be- played before you leave earthbound is that oh. like an rpg style game like do you have a party and like how what's the combat look like earthbound's a jrpg it's a turn-based rpg but you're not seeing the sprites what you're doing it's kind of like the old school dragon quest where you see a square bar of numbers and then you read the text when you moves and then sometimes there's like an animation on screen uh... but there's no character you don't see your character doing said moves Hmm. Um, the party is of four. You gotcha. know the four characters from the offset because they make you name them right away. And one of the characters is named Pooh. <laughs> By default, you didn't name him Pooh. <laughs> By default, no. Nope. Does he have no pants? Uh, no. His head kind of looks like a little like he's bald and he's got a little hair on it. So maybe they <laughs> looks like a Pooh. But he's like a karate master up in the mountains type character. Oh. Dang it! I was hoping for a Winnie the Pooh no, reference no. here. Okay. Poe. He's like Poe from uh, what's that? Uh, Ninja Panda. Panda. Uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda? (laughs) Kung Fu Panda, there you go. But he's poo. It's two O's, it's clear. (laughs) Yeah, um, I've never gotten him, and that's one of the characters I always like, because he always looked cool, because he was the tough karate guy. You get them, you you know them, and they all interact. Like, uh, There's this big thing, you're trying to save the world, obviously, right? Because there was a... A meteor hits your town in the middle of the night, that's the start of the game, and you have to go up to the meteor... And when you go up to the meteor, like this little bug comes out, and this bug talks to you, and he's named Buzz Buzz. And Buzz Buzz's job is to 
he's from the future where it's very post-apocalyptic. So it's got a Terminator vibe. <laughs> well, he can't be if he's a bee because bees he, aren't yeah. going to be well, there. Well, he gets, he gets off pretty quick <laughs> in the beginning because your friend's mom slaps Aww. him. And, like, he's super strong, but she thinks he's like, and he's like, so what happens is you can get stuck in this giant text loop with him. He's like, do you need me to repeat the story? Oh. And you're like, no. And he's like, okay, I'm dying, so I'm going to finish, but I have one more thing to say. And he keeps doing that, like, oh, and one more thing. Oh, I'm almost dead. It's almost, hold on, I'm almost there. He keeps warning you, I'm just about to die. Huh, uh, this game is like definitely yeah. take a turn in my head because all I know is like Ness from Super Smash Brothers, yes, and just wandering mm-hmm. through a neighborhood. That's what I know of Earthbound. I didn't know anything else. And Lucas, right. and and it is a bit of that because it's like you're in towns. It's like kids just exploring like different neighborhoods. Like I said, you get uh, you think of Goonies, Stranger Things type of vibe Ooh. with Dragon Quest sprinkled on top of it. Like old school Dragon Quest, and I'm excited to get through that. And actually, this next episode, we're gonna—I'm interviewing, or we're interviewing, we have an interview with a speedrunner that had the world record for Earthbound. Oh, right. And he beat the whole game in an hour and four minutes. That was his time. It's since been beaten, but he's very important to that. So that'll be really exciting to have him on. Is he still working on trying to to beat that beater? Um, I don't know. He's kind of—he got. Well, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll That's find out. That's called tease, folks. <laughs> we'll find out next time. That's professional level tease. Then the other game I started was one that I was gonna poo-poo, and I thought I was gonna hit the eject button on. I totally changed my tune. The other game I'm playing is Dragon Dogma's Dark Arisen, uh, and that was a game that came out in I think 2012, and they relaunched it for the Switch. And when I first started playing it, I was like falling asleep because I was playing it super late at night and being a busy dad. My energy levels are pretty low at nighttime. And so I felt like, oh, this game sucks. It's just the same battling over and over. So I started it fresh because I wasn't that far in. It actually took me like two hours to do what I did in 10 minutes when I was half asleep, like falling asleep playing at the controller. And it's actually really (laughs) fun. And I'm actually really excited to see where it goes because it's got really cool little side quests. Like I'm going to go to this tower to find uh, this girl was taken into the witching forest and it's nighttime so you make your character in the beginning of the game your character gets attacked by a dragon and all the big monster battles are really intense and each one of them have different the dragon knocks you out and then you wake up you have a giant scar over your chest because the dragon took your heart not my heart i need that not my heart not my gumdrop buttons. It's like Dragonheart. Isn't that a movie? That's a movie, right? <laughs> yes, with Sean Connery. You're, I knew you would know. I made that reference to other people, and everyone's like, well, I don't know what that is. It's it, Dennis Quaid. No. It's the dude from... Um, this isn't Dragon's Dogma. This is Dragonheart we're talking about now. Right, Dragonheart. Is the, the, the knight is the guy who plays the, the scientist in the first Jurassic Park, that actor. Uh, which the guy scientist? who's like with the hat, the guy with the hat, the guy who's like who runs around with the two little kids. That's Sam, Sam Neil. Oh, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Yeah, Sam Neil is the knight in that, and Sean Connery is the voice of some giant CGI dragon, and they both right. have each other half of each other's heart. And that's right. And the kid, like, if he died, the dragon, the dragon would die, mm-hmm. and he was trying to slay the yeah. dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yes. Oh, yeah. How does that relate to <laughs> Dragon's Dog? You split your heart. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. That's, that's <laughs> about it. So the the dragon takes your heart, and you. How do you? You're alive. Because you're imagine. alive, but you you now can summon people. Like I'm trying to figure out the story more. That's where it's like, <laughs> oh, he's the arisen, you know. So then, what happens when you leave the town? Something comes where there's these summoning zones, and you get what's called a rook or a pawn, and Ooh. it's based off what you you have three character archetypes. There's a fighter, 
mage, and then there's the ranger rogue caster guy. So you get this computer-generated one that's a mage because nice. I picked fighter. So I'm curious if you picked a different class. Well, you probably get some that complements. Mm-hmm, right. Then when you make it to the second town, you get to make what you call is your page. And this huh. is a character that you'll make that will follow you for the whole game. But then you can rent other people that play. Their character is loaded up online. And this game oh. made from Capcom. They did a really good job. So, like, you have to use these things called CP to buy it. Capcom points. <laughs> Cap, yes, obviously. <laughs> uh, to, to rent someone else's character. That could be really, really strong. Like, you could see people, like, have full decked out wizards. But I made a I made a ranger rogue guy as my rook. And I made him look like my childhood friend, Eric. My best friend, Eric. And he's like this bald, goateed, monk-looking dude. I was say, is he yes, bald? Yes, of course. But he, he's very stoic. He shoots bone arrows. He kick, he basically like will come in and save me, get the treasure, and then do all the work, and then I can get the final blow and look like the hero. It's awesome. I'm enjoying it. And what sold me was the second boss fight. There's a giant hydra that comes in. And if you climb up on its neck, I, I had to re... I lost because it swallowed me the first fight, and I couldn't get out of it. You can see yourself in its stomach and its neck, like, trying to fight uh, out of the skin. Whoa. So I had to restart it. When I restarted yeah. it, I climbed up his back the right way, and I cut off his head in one slice. Cool. Yeah, mm. I've seen... From what I'd seen in the trailers and stuff, it seems like you boss fights are pretty cool where you can, like, climb on their backs or, like, do all sorts of cool stuff. Well, there was, like, a one-eye cyclops at the beginning, and if you hit him in the leg, he falls, and then you can jump on his face and start stabbing him in the face. Jeez. And cool. it is cool. It, well, I, where I left off the game was I was walking at night and I kept getting attacked by wolves because it's nighttime. So like me and my crew are trying to fight off like I've not joked. This is the biggest wolf pack I've ever heard of. I think I've killed sixty <laughs> wolves because like I'm walking. I'm like another one, and I don't know if it, and like some of them are bigger. So I'm like maybe if I just kill the alpha. I'm like nope. They're just you're just getting attacked by wolves because you're in the forest and it's nighttime. So that's my life right now with that. And that's what I've been Wolf playing. Genocide. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're going for it. Two JRPGs at the same time? I would this say. Is... Yeah, that's a JRPG. I would say. Yeah, okay. J A R P G, like Japanese action RPG. Yeah, I would say it's more. Yeah, it's very, definitely more like third person or over the shoulder view, kind of Skyrim esque. How many tech trees are we talking? How many skill trees are there? <laughs> so there is some challenging where you can get different attacks. And I've unlocked a few of those. I've leveled up more since I left the town and got my wolf genocide. And I think when I go back to the town, I might unlock new classes. It's a game that I definitely want to go back to. Um, cool. The other game we've been playing that's actually taken over my house because it was my son's fifth birthday. My parents got him Just Dance. <laughs> Bro, uh, I think I found my true calling in life. And it should have been <laughs> to be a dancer. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, it's a great party game. I would love to see. I think you and your kids and your wife would love it, Shelby. Uh, especially your girls. Like, it's just fun to do. You can do it. You know, you can do it with the Joy Cons, but if someone has their phone, they yeah. can just hook up their phone and use that as the. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so, neat. I definitely, next time I have people over, I'm definitely going to have some beverages and we're going to play Just Dance. Yeah. I am a huge fan of Dance Central, which was on the Kinect. Uh, oh, yeah. I played that a ton back in the day <laughs> and it was when i graduated so i was like uh, successfully graduated and unemployed for about six months i got real good at dance central wow Dude, bust out awesome. some moves you can break a sweat for yeah. sure like i was like man oh, yeah. if i did this for an hour a day i could lose some weight <laughs> like that's oh yeah 
You're like, nah. No, my son's gotten really into it. It's been good. It's been so. It's like our movement time. So I go, okay, we can either do yoga or we can do some just dance. And he's like, I want to dance, Dad. You sound like such a teacher. Yeah, I want to dance. Well, now we're gonna have movement time. So everybody, get up, grab your cell phone. Do you have music time? And uh, what other time? He gets that. He had science Science today. He had science today. But yeah, that's with his school. Do you but, have a recorder? Have you taught him clock class? Uh, no. If I teach if I'm anything on the recorder, it's going to be like the Zelda's theme. <laughs> that is allowed. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I am currently mailing your son a recorder for his birthday. Get him on a tomatone. Sean, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing. I haven't been playing much WoW or anything this week. I've been mostly playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey been mm, yeah i'm trying to like just play mainly the main story but it sucks you in it gets you playing you're like oh this side quest oh this side all right i want this um but anyways i'm almost max level i'm 48 i was literally playing it right before we started recording i just finished up the atlantis storyline thing which is one of the, like the first dlc i think they put out was like the fate of atlantis so i did that that had you fighting a bunch of mythological creatures so that was really cool as someone who loves mythology cool. that was really fun um then what else oh and then i finally made it to the top of the mercenary tree just to find out so they're like oh yeah you have five tiers of mercenaries you have to kill your way basically to the top and fight off other like champions basically throughout the thing um i make it to the top and i become the badass at the top and i unlock a fire horse from hell called a braxis or something and it's just like a a skin for my horse he's like on fire but I unlock that, and then it's like, oh, there are four more tiers of these mercenaries. It's what? S1, S2, S3, S4. So they have S no. tiers of even more tiers of things to kill. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, at least I got a fire horse, I guess. <laughs> that game is nuts. I feel like you could spend a lifetime in it that is. game. It is. I have really enjoyed it, like just kind of going in and doing these quest lines. I'm, I kind of avoided doing the main storyline when i did the when i took a side detour and did like the atlantis stuff but i was happy to go fight those big bosses so now i think i'm gonna go down the main storyline oh i won the olympics i'm the olympic champion of of pink of <laughs> the first olympic no. yeah it's like the original ancient greece ones and it wasn't the very first one but it was like for it was called pankration i think was the name of the sport yeah it's like so fighting. you were wrestling yeah, right wrestle fighting in this in Assassin's Creed, it was more punching and, and like heavy punches and light punches. <laughs> that's that's a real that's what my gym that I train at. That's what we're called. The fighting style is called pancreation. Pancreation uh, is the original mixed martial arts form. Yeah, so, it's wrestling mixed with striking. Yeah, so that's what we that's what we did, and I won, and I kicked their asses. There <laughs> you go. Very nice. So, how are you at doing? How far into, are you into the cult of the cosmos? I have killed. Th- three or four of the main people oh, so man. you're killing it sean nice some, done. why is kramer involved in this game <laughs> the cult of cosmos is like the main in this game rather than the templars they're like the main uh, bad guys basically and they're gotcha you you have to kill like the minions to find out clues to who the like leader of that like cluster is and there's like eight or so people that are like at the top and then there's one big guy and you have to kill all those people at the top to get to the big guy it's like all these layers of things it's fun but it is very like like lots of stuff to do and i know i'm kind of happy because with valhalla they said that they're gonna try and cut back on as much um like because people kind of complained about there was too much to do with this 
And it's not like in previous Assassin's Creed or other Ubisoft games where they just put a bunch of fluff. Like the Far Cry games kind of have that problem where they put in a bunch of just like... They put in a bunch of like side things to do, like go kill a bunch, like 50 of this animal to get a better backpack or things like that. Um, where this Assassin's Creed, that's not so much the case. There's a, every quest and thing I've found is like fairly unique. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem because I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, what's this do? Where's this lead? Da, 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 da. Um, so while I enjoy them, it does make you not necessarily want to. <laughs> dive into the game because you know there's just so much you can do yeah and you got much so. further in than i did but i kind of ran into that cold of the cosmos section where it's like okay now we need to go find all these clues to get to the next person it's like this is this is mm-hmm. a lot like I'm, I'm i'm gonna move on and i backed away from the game and haven't been back since there's been a couple like the guy this is kind of a, a not really a spoiler because there's nothing that in the storyline that really leads up to it. But one of the main leaders was that guy at the very top of the mercenary tree. Mm. So the guy who I killed to become the best mercenary, and I literally just like he was just walking through the woods with his bear, and I'm just like ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I kill him. And then it's like oh, he was the leader of this 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 clump of cultists. I was like oh, sweet, so he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that I really appreciated about that system is it really forced you to get into the nooks and crannies of that world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, I need to go find, I need to go to this island that I haven't been to yet because I know there's going to be cultists on that island. And yeah. before you know it, you're like going to each little corner of that space for one reason or another. I thought it was smart. Yeah. And actually, that reminds me of yesterday when I was playing. I was over on the East Coast, which or on the East Islands, which is all like um, higher level stuff because I'm finally at that point. Um, but I was like just kind of island hopping, and there was like, this little tiny island that had a cool statue on it. And I come to find out it was a statue of Poseidon. And then I just go, and I had no quest or reason to really be there. I was just like sailing by on my way to Lesbos to go get those lesbians, um, <laughs> which is where lesbians from. I was from, but uh, but yeah. So on this uh, this Poseidon island, I open, I kill some like elite lions and in the chest is poseidon's trident and it lets me breathe forever underwater whoa that's yeah and so i was like cool. this there was no quest or no real reason to go there i was like oh awesome so to me from someone who's never played assassin's creed and when i think of original assassin's creed it sounds like they kind of jump it's they're not stealth games anymore they've turned they, into something much more right? yeah they're way more action based i play an assassin build because there's like talent trees now so I play an assassin build where, like, I favor sneaking around and jumping on people, and it's really fast. But I can also, like, stand toe-to-toe and melee people and fight that way as well. Because um, there's basically a fighter tree, an assassin tree, and a archery tree. Or a hunter Have, tree, they Did call you it. run into any difficulties or frustrations with, like, the levels of the enemies at all? I, I never did. I know a lot of people were um complaining about that early on i don't know if they changed it but now enemies scale with you Mm -hmm. um i think if you're in an area that isn't above your level they scale up to you so if you go to an area where it's like level 50 and you're only level 30 and then they're gonna still be level 50 and murder you but if you go to an area that's normally level 30 and you're level 50 they level up to level 50 so they're more of they're kind of a challenge and stuff to you you know 
Yeah, yeah. And I guess my the frustrations I had regarding what Casey said and the level scaling is I would get into some areas and it's an Assassin's Creed game. So like I've been trained mm-hmm. to like sneak around, snap he stab people and pick them off one at one one by yes. one. And like when they had the level scaling at some points, you'd go and like stealth somebody and it would take half of their health bar. And then yes. the sirens go off and now you're in an all out brawl. Yeah. And especially until you kind of get like a ton of assassin, because there is three different damage types. There's assassin damage, there's warrior damage, which is like melee, and there's hunter damage, and which is archery. But if you like, I put like almost all my gear is all assassin based. So now, if I assassinate people, it's going to kill them in one shot and stuff. But it's taken forever to get to that kind of point. Also, now they've added, I think to each of the talent trees, they added a new ability. And to the assassin tree, they added Death Veil, it's called. Which, as soon as you kill someone with an assassination move, it um, their body disappears. So oh, no one, yeah. so so enemies that wander by and stuff have no idea that they died. So you can just go bam, bam, sneak around, bam, bam, bam. And there's that one move that's really like OP where you throw like a dagger and it pulls you to them and it kills them. And then you can chain it to another person, another person. And that all their bodies just disappear as you do that. Oh, so I awesome. just murdered a ton of, um, I went into, a, uh, it was basically like a Artemis, Artemis's Huntresses kind of village. So it's like all these female hunters, basically kind of like Amazons, but they're more like bow focused. Um, went into their town and like just start doing that, like chaining this this chain spear attack, going tink tink tink, and then I'd run out of adrenaline, so then I'd have to fight him a little bit. I almost died, but I I somehow killed like their entire entire <laughs> camp of like twenty plus women, uh, just so that I could get some loot in their camp. <laughs> but I got the heck out of that loot. And that's what yeah. matters. But but yes, Casey, back to your point of like Assassin's Creed very much now is open world RPG. It's not where before it wasn't necessarily linear. The first ones were more linear than this. Um, but now it's like you don't have it's kind of like Skyrim where you can do the main storyline, but you don't have to. You can go just go do side DLC and do whatever you want without actually like going down the main storyline. The main storyline just kind of gives you some powerful abilities, but you don't necessarily need it. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe yeah, too with so. the Valhalla trailer. It's like, oh, they're just having a straight out war. Oh, there's the blade, so that makes it Assassin's Creed, I guess, right? Because he has to have the switch blade on his wrist. Yes, the hidden blade. <laughs> the hidden Which, blade. Apparently, I, I just read today, and this isn't in the news or anything, but it's they um, announced that they're going to bring back social social stealth. Which is in the early games, you used to used to like there used to be just clumps of like monks and things, and you would like walk into the middle of them and put your head down and pretend like you're right. one of them, and the guards couldn't find you. Like that was classic Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of Assassin's Creed. And that hasn't been in there for quite a while. I think they're bringing it back. They said they're bringing it back for Valhalla as well as that hidden blade because you don't have the hidden blade at all in um, in Odyssey. I feel like it should be like a hidden axe. If yeah, we're gonna right? go, like it should be a little different <laughs> right? than just a blade. <laughs> Speaking of hidden axe, uh, I have been playing a little game called God of War. Oh Ooh, yeah. yeah! So because I'm making because you are right. making me. This is the worst best punishment I have ever undergone. <laughs> I tell you what, um, hot take on God of War, guys. This game is freaking fabulous. Yeah, oh, like, I haven't heard that. Yeah, no, this <laughs> game is just awesome um it's kind of a metroidvania type 
So it has the classic really? beats on the action games like you'd see today. And it's, uh, you know, you gain a skill, you can now break this kind of wall. But uh, it's just fabulous. The um, the combat is so cool. So the reason I bring up axe is because you basically are given an axe that you can throw at enemies. And either you have the heavy throw or the light throw. And if you heavy throw, it sticks into them. And then you hit mm-hmm. another button and it recalls the axe. Uh, and you can pull them back to you. Yeah. Well, cool. you don't necessarily pull them back to you. But if you th- the um, the axe has a frost type to it. So, like, when you throw it at an enemy, it, like, freezes them in place for a short amount of time. So, you're kind of doing crowd control because, like, okay, here's a big bad. I'm going to throw the axe in him. It's going to stick. Then I'm going to punch this other guy with my fists rather than the axe. Then recall the axe. And then you're kind of managing where that axe is the whole time. So, it's it's really good. How's your boy? Boy. (laughs) That's what he calls this kid on the bullseye. Guys. Kratos is not a good father. I'm going to go out there and say it. <laughs> he, may be the, he may be a god, but he is a huge dick. I'm not going to lie. Why is uh, he going after? Because he's going after the um, the Norse-like gods right, in this one, right? right? I'm going to be real. I don't really understand all the story points <laughs> and beats, but yes, he's going and taking out all the Norse gods, which is pretty dope. So I'm guessing, or from what I can tell, in the past games, he's taken out like all other mythologies. He's. I know he definitely took out like the Greek and Roman gods. Right. Those were the old ones. Yeah. So in this one, it starts. It's just him, his wife, and his son, kind of living in the woods. They've, you know, spent their golden years in a little cabin in the woods, and it opens with the wife passing away, mm-hmm. and then they need to make their way to the top of a mountain to just to lay her to rest to spread her ashes on top of the Isn't this like his second wife didn't he have a wife in ancient greece too <laughs> probably that's probably why his yeah that's probably why he killed all the gods in the first place right, right. right. Okay. so yeah i mean the only other god of war game i played was on the psp really oh i played oh. the first one <laughs> on ps2 did you mm-hmm. okay yeah all yeah. i know about the old ones is that there's a booby boss a booby level yeah lots of boobies <laughs> <laughs> I have not hit the hidden booby level yet. Yeah. yeah. But um, so the story beat is basically him and his son have no relationship whatsoever. Kratos is a badass that just yells at his son and beats <laughs> Boy. everybody to a pulp. Like that's what he does. He just goes in and hits everything with a hammer and then moves on. So it's like him trying to be a decent father. And at the beginning, he's just like, stop being a weenie. <laughs> Suck it up. I find that to be the best form of parenting myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's basically it. There is Shame a cool them. scene early where you're you're going through and you're fighting a whole bunch of monsters. So, you know, you and the sun are basically going back and forth in combat. So as I mentioned, Kratos is able to use his fist, throw the axe, and then the sun kind of runs around and has a bow. So you're able to hit square on the PlayStation controller and the sun will fire an arrow. So you're kind of like managing these mobs of enemies. But what ends up happening is that you're fighting all these monsters. You go for a couple hours or so and then you hit your first group of human enemies and the sun has to take the life of another human. And it's like oh. a huge moment because the sun is realizing what he's doing and coming to terms with putting another person to rest. And it's way, it hit me way harder than I thought it would. Mm. Like kind of nuts, kind of nuts. Casey, I think we all heard. Yeah. 
<laughs> the can open, cracking them. Dude, co- gotta cope somehow. You know what I mean? Gotta cope. Pull one out, Casey. Mm-hmm. And you just talk about these dark. He's talking about these dark times. Well, yeah, that's cool. It's cool when they like, re- like it's not like they bring more human emotion kind of into it. Which, mm-hmm. from all the things I've seen from that game, is they do a good job of showing their their journey of father and son or whatever of you know them emotionally and yeah, yeah just you explain that. You know, the kid, he's never taken a human life. Like, monsters or creatures are one thing, but then it's like, oh, another human. Ugh. And then the Kratos, it's nothing. Kratos is like, I kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it, yeah. I remember my first time. <laughs> and it's funny because you, like, get into the game, and it seems like Kratos is just a jerk to be a jerk. Like, just insensitive to emotion. And then, like, as you continue down the road with the character, he at one point he says to his son something along the lines of, don't take my silence for me not feeling guilty for what has happened. So in other words, he's like conveying that he's just a jerk because that's how he's coping with everything that he's going through. And you come to like appreciate it a little bit more, but still in the beginning, you're just like, be nice to this kid, man. Won't you tap into feelings? (laughs) The kid has no mom. He has no mom now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's great. I can't even tell you how far in it i am but i cannot stop like last night i had one of those sessions where i was like it's 8 30 i played this for about an hour i should probably go to bed and then before i knew it it was 11 o'clock at night i was gonna say yeah. it was tomorrow it was tuesday yes well it says here that god of war main story by itself is 20 hours or so main plus extra is 31 hours damn wow 51 for completionist but so huh. it, it can be it long feels yeah, it feels like a longer game than that, yeah. based on where I am. Because are you exploring a lot, too? And like, Well, there's a world... So you're able to pass through the different realms, right? So you get into this one area where it's like, these are the seven different realms we have here. And then you leave, and you don't really come back to that... I still haven't been back to that place where all the realms are located. Excuse me. So it it seems like eventually I'll go back there and then I'll have like six, five or six different levels that I'll still need to tap into. So it feels like a longer game than that, but maybe it uh, comes together quickly or maybe some of those realms have to do with side quests because it seems like the side quests are their standalone content as well. It's, yeah. Yeah. Is it 20 hours is for it, a main storyline alone is, is, it, is crazy. So yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's pretty short. I remember when I found out the original Red Dead was only supposed to be like 20, 22 hours. Well, that's it? For a not super linear game, I guess. Yeah, so anything that's open, when you see that the main storyline's that long, you're like, that game's gonna be big. Yeah, I see. It's like Skyrim. I think Skyrim's main storyline is like beaten in like two oh, and a half it? hours or four oh. hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's funny because every time I played Skyrim, I've started into the main story and then just never finish it because I'm doing all the side quests. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to get in there and do some Forus Da, you know what I mean? Get that shout. Um, last thing I'll say about God of War is the combat. The combat it has more depth than it leads, um, than it shows in the beginning. In the beginning, it's like, you know, light and heavy attack. And as you continue to pull back the layers, it seems okay. a lot more in depth. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're getting that father son bonding <laughs> that's right. time. That's right. It's something. And you look at your daughters and say, This is how I'm going to raise you now. Dude, yeah. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. My daughters really are, are really interested in this game. And I'll be playing in the living room. <laughs> they'll walk in. I'll be like, Great. Now I got to turn this off. Huh? Yeah. Keep going. Yes. Huh? Keep going. <laughs> no. I'm like, no. 
that's okay. You know, it's like straight up tearing demons or demons horns off their heads and stabbing them in the neck in some uh, See, <laughs> I get that. I don't know why I get yelled at for playing Cuphead in front of my five-year-old. Like, that's not, it's whatever. Right. It's, you know, I grew up watching Tom and Jerry and that was horribly violent and racist, apparently. Yeah. Totally over my head. Yeah. You watch it now, you're like, oh, yeah, not, not okay, it's Tom. No, uh, yeah. At least in Tom and Jerry, it was hidden. Like, God of War is supposed yeah, to be, like, ultra-violent, mm-hmm. like, adult, hard-R type entertainment. Tom and Jerry is like, <laughs> let your kids watch it. Do a mobile moment. We were talking about mobile games for a while. And, you know, you guys are hot to trot on Marvel Strike Force. And I have my War of the Visions, Final Fantasy, Brave Exodus. Look at that. Didn't even have it written down, have it memorized the whole name of it i i just called war of the visions um how okay let me how do you guys want to start this do you want to hear my take on marvel strike force do i want to hear your take because shelby warned me i'm gonna need tissues because i'm not gonna feel good after Um, this we can start with mine i mean you're gonna be very disappointed in my review okay let's Um, hear it i have tried to play this game twice and both times i fell asleep playing it oh no (laughs) So the first time I was trying to load in and it was like loading, 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 loading. And I warned you, right? That it was like download, 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 more download. You did. (laughs) And then the second time I was playing through some of the levels and um, there's just a lot of dialogue. And a lot of, and I don't know about you guys, but I do not Uh, read phone game dialogue. I'm like, next, 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 next. Yeah. It's just, I listen to it. They have really good voice acting in it. That's the thing. You gotta, you gotta appreciate the story because they went above and beyond with the voice acting. They actually got some and it's good. How? And it's a square. Do you have to listen to the voice acting between fight? Like, so you battle and then you have to listen to a story. Like in the campaign, I guess, and then do you get a battle? Again? The campaign, there is my understanding, only the first five chapters are out, and then so there's scenes within a chapter. Each scene has ten different battles, so a chapter will have thirty battles per chapter, right? And you unlock okay. things from it. So like some chapters will have a dialogue before, some will have after. Um, and the other thing though is once you get through like the first chapter, you start unlocking the other things like the multiplayer online because you have to get a certain rank. To unlock other features, much like Marvel Strike Force, which we'll get into. And once you get to a certain rank, you can join a guild, and then there's guild battles where you can put your best character and fine-tune it. Now, I have a lot of nostalgia for this game, because Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my favorite games, and currently, like, the extra added character that you get rewarded with are two of the... Or three, you get you get one character for free, Gafgarion, who's like the Dark Knight, uh, Orlando, Thunder God Sid, who is the man, and Final Fantasy Tactics, and Ramza is the main character. And you can do, there's like, if I want, if the three of us wanted to play together online, we could each pick our best character and do this EX mission, fight it together, no story log, and just farm materials to make our characters gods. From the sound of it, that's not going to be happening. I know I I uninstalled it real (laughs) real quick. Me? Uh, Well, I think I kind of gave my review last last cast but it, my thing was they were like oh here's the 200 megabyte download for the tutorial i'm like okay that's cool and then i downloaded that played through that and it was just a lot of talking and during the but it's a tutorial so it's understandable and then i got to after like 
you know, a battle or two for the tutorial, then they're like, okay, now you can download the first chapter or whatever. And it was like 600 or 700 megabytes. And my internet's not, it would have taken me like all night to download it. And I'm like, and uninstall. I I will say, I, I know I said I fell asleep in the game, but I also think that the production value on this game is out of this world. Like it is nuts how much polish has gone into the different animations. Like, I can appreciate a well-built game, and it looks pretty. Right. And so they, they do the whole Final Fantasy summon thing, where they do a CGI cutscene yeah. for when you do a summon of a giant monster. So you summon Ramu, you get, like, the old man with the staff, and the storm yeah, comes out, and that. then you just wreak damage. So for anybody that is, like, a hard-on or just much love and nostalgia for Final Fantasy, this is it. I, I've not touched Fire Emblem Heroes. That's a game i played for three years because of how much this game does and the little nuances that it has. And I like the rewards of the crystal system and that when you get enough crystal, you can do like a 10-person summon. And when you get a summon, you here's, here's my knock on Marvel Strike Force. It is too hard to get a character or add new characters to your team, and you can't put them in the campaign right away. Right? And so in this game, you can get a character. You can get a bunch of new characters. Like I have a, a roster of like 20. And I'm only using like maybe eight of them, but there's other things. When you join a guild, you can do you can put characters in the like the the barracks, and they can eat or do whatever every day, and they get experience and job points. You can send people out on a chocobo every day, and they can they will farm experience every five hours and bring you forty items, right? the 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 price point of the game, though, this is my big knock on War of Visions. So if you want to buy crystals, they're like, oh, here's a package for seventy nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like smaller. Than no, that. I think you can buy some stuff for like five ninety nine. But the seventy nine dollar one is basically, hey, this is a starter kit. If you want to make this character super OP and overpowered right get go, you can pay to be powerful, right? Mm-hmm. It, and the battling is great too because again, it has an element tree. You have a job, gr- that, so there's a jo- your characters have a job grid where you can unlock skills for them. When you get Esper cards for summons, you can unlock job skills for them. You can craft items. You can do everything in this game. Like, they layered so much into this. Whatever little nuances you like from a role-playing game, it's in it. Can you romance people? Yes. Yes. There's a part where you can get affinities for each other. I'm glad you asked, Sean. Let me tell you about the romance options. I think what will be cool in time is when certain characters have an affinity tree. Because, like, there's characters in the story that you can see if you play the story that they do like oh this character this this character loves this character and he's oblivious you know mm-hmm. um there could be cool little side stories for them that you can unlock classic anime love story. tales all this time the anime love story comes to fruition yeah um so after listening to you describe the game in detail just now i think i know why this game is not for me and it's because it's too involved right like, I do not play a phone game to be super entrenched in a phone game. You know what I mean? If I'm going to play a game, I'm going to go mm. pick up the Switch. I'm going to go to an Xbox. So I think that what I look for in a mobile game is something just deep enough to keep me interested over time, but not something I have to put a ton of time See, into. See, I auto-battle everything, too, where mm-hmm. you can put that on. So if I'm working like yeah. during the day with my students or something... I just turn the auto battle on. I can do math problems with them. Or if I like, need to work on a project down here, I can just have my phone plugged in and progress. And I'll just farm a level over and over and over and over and over again and get materials. Like I like that it rewards the time that I put in that I'm not really putting in. I'm just pressing a button, and if I want to enjoy <laughs> it, I can. 
If not, I like it because it lets me cheat. No, it's a, <laughs> to exploit it. No, it's kind of like you know clickers. I think I think what they did was they yes. found the recipe from clickers in that. Hey, I this game's playing itself and my numbers getting bigger. Oh, my numbers really big. Look how big this number is, right? I like them big numbers. I like big numbers, right? It's the same thing. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm getting all this stuff. My character's almost level 99. People want to recruit me. You know, it's it's fun. Kind of a big deal. Marvel Strike Force. I want to know. It's it could be because of my rank. I only got to rank 10. Oh, I've only gotten to like the first half of the first campaign. And I, I'm just waiting. Here's here's the two characters I unlocked. I have the Punisher, obviously. I have Luke Cage, Spider-Man. I think I have Elektra, but you can't use her in the campaign. Oh, yeah, not in the Heroes campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay, because she's a bad guy. Okay, same with Crossbones yes. or whatever yes. his name is. Okay, so I have him too. But then the next characters I unlocked, here's some exciting ones. Shield Trooper? <laughs> Shield Agent <laughs> Trooper? Yeah. Oh, the my minions. God. Oh, man he's exciting and then shield agent like i got another shield agent like rogue agent oh great character that i loved reading about growing up you know the backstory characters thank you for rewarding me for putting some time in this stupid game yeah at least give me at least give me fury or colson or something like that yeah colson give me is something expensive. cool Give me Hawkeye. Dude, Fury and Coulson are both pretty BA. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to hold those ones for the top tier characters. Like, like it'd be nice to like, hey, the game should reward you in just the yeah. beginning if they really want to. Who's your favorite Marvel superhero? Here you go. Yeah. It should give you, it, sh- it should definitely give you more, like just either a ton of shitty characters in the beginning or, mm-hmm. or like a few badass ones. Like I'm going to look at Iron Man because I don't have three-tiered uh or three-starred um shield characters or something like that enough of them because basically you there's different like levels or tiers to it so like step one is like you just have to have one shield agent or shield member and like step two is like you have to have three shield people and that's like three stars to get more and you get more and more iron man shards to unlock iron man but well i'm gonna still play both games because i want to be in a team (laughs) with you guys and not feel left out but you guys totally hurt my feelings because my game's too involved. What kind of news do you have for us today, Sean? Got that news. Um, the biggest news that's come out, or bigger news that's come out, is that PlayStation has finally branded or rebranded all of their studios underneath a new umbrella name called PlayStation Studios, which is going to launch alongside the PS5. So this is going to be like... Basically, this is what game, uh, this is what Xbox did with the, their game studios. So you know they have the Microsoft Game Studios and things like that. Where this is basically all it is is that PlayStation now is going to put all of their studios with their first party games underneath this PlayStation Studios banner. So like all the devs that make Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted, Ratchet and Clank, you know Horizon Zero Dawn, Little Big Planet, all those different developers um are now under this big banner but also games that they like have third parties make but specifically for them so like probably more like indie games and stuff so they, like that. Oh, but, okay so now that these are first party platform that they, they snatched up for like certain indie titles okay yeah That's a good move yeah so those those studios are like naughty dog and insomniac right. and santa monica and all all those those fun ones but yes but also it says that the brand will also apply to games made by work for hire developers under Sony's direction. Hmm. So, so Sony so could like, find someone they like in theory and say, "Hey, yeah, 
I want to pay you for yeah, your, exactly. your skills. Make this game for us, and we're going to oversee and invest. Yeah, so probably more like little smaller indie-er, indie-er titles and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's all it really is. It's more of like a question of like, what are they going to do within the future? Are they going to like... I'm curious you know, if they're trying to copy what Epic's doing. Yeah, Epic and Microsoft, you know, if, it feels mm-hmm. kind of like this whole generation, PlayStation and Sony are kind of chasing and trying to catch up with Microsoft and, uh, you know, all the, like even Steam and Epic. Yeah, I mean, this is a good move for them, especially because I feel like Switch really came out and became the indie device that a lot of people are playing on too. So it's nice that they're keeping that in mind mm-hmm. because they basically won the last console cycle by coming out and being like, our game's here. Look at all of our indie developers. And everybody's like, yeah, you're the best. Yeah. So it's good that they're tapping back yeah. into that narrative. They got a sweet logo too for this. And it looks it looks a lot like the Marvel, you know, the Marvel logo where Marvel comes in. It has all the pages of the comic books and the heroes and stuff like that. Um, this has like their, it does the same kind of thing where it brings in the PlayStation logo, but it's got all the different characters from those studios like animating within it. It's like, ooh, they're trying to be big boys. <laughs> Doing the big boy things. But I heard there That's were, cool. I heard there was some big and, news uh, for us nostalgic PlayStation and, and, and whatnot. PS1 and PS2 owners that came out. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of um, the big boys, the big boy of skateboarding, Tony Hawk, is back in the news. They're going to be releasing remasters of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on September 4th of this year. How cool is that? And they announced that today on the... This is the beginning of the Summer Game Fest, right? Where that was announced. This is like the first of the announcements from Summer Game Fest, I think technically last week was with the Xbox thing. It's all... Basically anything gaming related other than Nintendo is all part of it. But it's not summer. That's my thing. Summer does not start till June 21st, technically. (laughs) Oh, it was hot this weekend, so it's summer. That's (laughs) how it works. Yeah, Yeah, it was in the 80s. It looked cool. The graphics look really nice. It looks like a nice update. Everyone just wants to do what Final Fantasy VII is doing. Like, hey, you remember this old game or Resident Evil that you loved? Yeah. We're making it again. Oh. Honestly, I'm surprised it's taken them this long mm-hmm. to do it. Like, they don't, they've been trying to milk that Tony Hawk brand for so long. And they put out so many bad oh. games in the last few generations. The last one was horrible. The online one where you couldn't really get <laughs> yeah. online. Oh. The, the memes and the glitches with it mm-hmm. and stuff were hilarious of just what people's characters would do. And then even before that, I remember... When they came out with like the Tony Hawk, like the board, like there was a board that you could like stand on and do and stuff. And yeah, Tony Hawk Skate, just... right? Isn't that what it was called? Yes, yeah. yes, I think so. Do you think they're going to get the soundtrack rights on these? That's what they said. They said there's something in that where we're bringing back all the old skaters and all the old music. I saw Tony Hawk say Ooh. something like that in the announcement. Yeah, yeah. it actually says that, that here. T H P S one and two feature most of the original soundtrack. Most. Yeah, I wonder what most. songs they don't yes. get. What song would you want? Uh, definitely, uh, here I am doing everything I can. Yeah. Cause those, are, like, those are like a lot of people got introduced to big songs yeah. and things, even in those that they, you know, that they wouldn't have known about otherwise, but they were real big hits back then. When did the first one, when did one and two first come out? Uh, that's a good question. We have the internet at our disposal. Um, let me guess. Right? I'm thinking... Who's it got to be 90s, oh, yeah, right? Mid 90s. I got it. When was it, Sean? Uh, 19 August 31st, 1999. On PlayStation Ooh. 1. 
on PS1. And yeah. then 2 came out when? Uh, when this Probably 2? Probably a couple see, years two, later. Two? 99. <laughs> no, definitely I think like 2000. 2001? Inception. Yeah. Wait for this intermission. <laughs> yeah, no, that was such a cool game. Oh, man. I mean, just the memories associated with it where you'd like accidentally break into a new room and then you'd like yeah. go to school the next day and be like, you're not going to believe it. I got on top of the building. It was the most crazy thing I've ever seen. Yeah. September 20th, 2000 was when two came See, out. Right. So I remember later. that coming out. And I remember everyone. I love playing horse with your friends. Like where they oh, right. you. the multiplayer in that game were great. And then the, the paint wars were always great too, where you're like, oh, whoever got the highest score, it's going to be the color paint. I would love to see what they do with the online, because now that's available to people, because I yeah. think people get really into that. I, would, um, I just remember, I learned a lot of new words that aren't really words back in the day with those, like, you know, like a, a nookie, or a, no, or like goofy-footed, and like, all that You mean skateboard stuff, terms, you know, like, got it. Skateboard terms, for the cool kids. Because I was a skater... <laughs> You were a I was a roller. I was a roller. I was a blader. Oh, excuse God. me. A roller. A blader. I could see you maybe oh, on a razor scooter. <laughs> <laughs> we had those I'm later. Sure. Later, but it was rollerblades and playing roller hockey yeah. when I was young. Coolest guy at the skate park on my razor scooter. <laughs> Do some tricks. I, I think this is great. I think uh, nostalgia seems to be the hot thing, or it seems to be the well that everyone's going back. They can keep making new stuff. I think they're going to let the indie titles make the new stuff, and then they're just going to keep going back to the thing like, hey, remember that thing that was great? We're bringing it back. We're making video games great you know, again. I, <laughs> well done. That, that's your next <laughs> political platform. I, I yeah. will say that this is really the only way Tony Hawk could have gone for me because they've yeah. really cashed out all their goodwill and don't have anything to show for it. So them yeah. going back to the well, at least I'll like buy into this and be like, yeah, that was great. And then probably pick up their next title if and when they choose to do it. What they need to do is slap Tony Hawk's face on a new skate game. That's what they need to do. Because skate had some really cool mechanics. I think it pushed that genre forward. And they just haven't done anything with it. And I know it's like a running joke in the industry. Like, Skate 4, when's it going to come? <laughs> I think if they throw Tony Hawk's name behind something in that same vein, that's a winner all day. The real question is, is there really a market for those kind of games anymore? Skating games? Absolutely. Like, for like skating games, even like snowboarding games. I know they come out every like couple of years, a new big one. But it's like, does, is there that big of a market there? I think so. For them, to that's really... a great question. <laughs> so. Are you biased in some way? Do you, when's what's the last skateboarding game? Tony Hawk. Sk- yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. No, I just think people love that. Those, those games sold so well. Like when you think of, I remember how many people traded them in when I worked at GameStop, or like how many, like how much money can I get for this? Five cents. Okay. You know, we had a lot of copies of Tony Hawk because everybody <laughs> wanted Tony it. Hawk. To your point, I don't know how well it will sell. It's kind of like Rock Band or things like that. It's like they could still exist, but is the market the market's not going to grow or like you're just not going to there's how much can you iterate or make like new versions of like how many different skating games can you make other than mm. prettier and prettier, you know, kind of like racing games. Right. But those racing games ever there's people that want Forza every year. Yeah, basically you could come out with one skating mm-hmm. game that would allow people to really go in-depth yes. on a level creator, and then that would be the one skate yeah. game to end them yeah. all. Yeah, giving people really powerful tools. That's like modding or anything these days. That's what keeps alive a lot of Bethesda games or stuff that come out that aren't that interesting. But if you give 
people enough tools to make really cool stuff within your world, in your foundation, then your game can last forever. Right, I agree. And speaking of tools, Billy Mitchell's back in the news. <laughs> so for those of you that yes. aren't familiar with Billy Mitchell, uh, he is a tool. The King of Kong, if you've never seen the documentary The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, he would be what you call the antagonist. He, Billy Mitchell is also in the horrible <laughs> movie Pixels. Peter Dinklage's character is loosely based off Billy Mitchell, I feel like. What? Uh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Dude, come on. He's in Pixels? No, he's not in Pixels. Peter Dinklage is just that douchey oh, video okay. game guy that's like, I'm the best at video games. Gotcha. So, Billy Mitchell, he's known for fame hunting high scoring and classic video games, and he's suing internet game scoreboard Twin Galaxies because they decided to strip him of his records. And ban him from its leaderboards because of court documents seen that Mitchell's arguing Tim Galaxy statement was libelous and implied that he's a cheater. Um, mm. And he obviously is a cheater, yeah. but a court hearing is scheduled for July 6th. <laughs> it was decided Galaxy's announced its decision to strip Mitchell of his records back in April 2018 after its investigation revealed that he had not achieved his Donkey Kong high score on original arcade hardware. While some in the community have accused yeah. Mitchell of using the arcade emulation software MAME, Guinness World Records, which had been relying on Twin Galaxies to verify Mitchell's scores, subsequently stripped him of his world records. And this is all from The Verge in their gaming section. Um, Mitchell complains about how the investigation was handled. He, is, he says the decision was preordained, that basically everyone was looking out to get him, that Twin Galaxy refused to hear testimonies of 25 eyewitnesses that achieved his high score certified arcade boards in front of hundreds of people why if there's okay pause if there's hundreds of people why is he only pulling 25 <laughs> um i well i remember i don't know where i saw this because this wasn't in king of kong i don't think but i remember seeing video footage and stuff where they were like questioning his records from before and how there's a glitch and stuff was that right in king of kong? that was in or king was kong some, or was he, that like a follow-up so there, he sent a vhs when yes. what was the what's the protagonist the guy from washington who really gets you were chanting his name earlier shelby steve uh steve weeby 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 had was just about to set the high score and then billy mitchell sends in a vhs and the vhs has like a weird lapse and then it's like oh, oh, the you score got high jumps. Score. yeah and the score jumps really weird and uh, Weeby goes on to beat him again at the end, thank God. But Weeby is king. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he definitely is a cheater. You just know by the way he carries himself. Like, they show him in his hot sauce brand. And that, if you haven't seen the documentary, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It's definitely worth a watch. Like him, he has his own hot sauces. He will go into grocery stores and pull his in front of other hot sauces. He will take the time to market his hot sauce. Like, come on, dude. There's way better use of your time. Well, the That's reason why he's pro he's suing them from defamation is because he his whole persona and his whole world and fame is built off of these records that he had. Because he had multiple game records, if I remember right. It wasn't just Donkey Kong. There was, like, I forget what else, like Galaga or some other like some other obscure kind of games. He had records for those. and But, yes, so... He that's his whole life and his world and everything his brand is built off of that and so for him to get all this stripped from him I'm probably like destroyed a bunch of his income so that's why he's trying to like sue him and be like hey you guys you guys defame me even though they're probably gonna be able to show you know we stripped you of things that you 
you cheated and you know weren't you defrauded us basically <laughs> for all these years I, I just really hope it proves that he's just a giant toolbox <laughs> he is he's just fighting for everything that's his whole world and that's all he has going for him and so that's why he's like eh, try and wiggle in any way you can how much money do you have to have to like take on an establishment like this like i well, can't believe the money he's throwing at this here's the thing twin galaxies original statement notes that mitchell had a chance to contribute to the investigation but chose not to because hmm. then if he's lying under oath because he can't contribute he can get in big trouble for that that's perjury that's a big boy crime even for something stupid as video game high scores even for presidential candidates oh speaking of presidential candidates lying <laughs> joe biden <laughs> No. This week, uh, <laughs> we had some fun kind of political stuff. So we talked about it before in the past how, you know, was it Travis Scott had that really uh-huh. cool concert in Fortnite. And there was, there's another, Marshmallow's done one in the past and stuff. Yeah. But anyways, with with COVID culture and everything, and they're not really having great success with these online digital or virtual um uh, events like they had a really disastrous one in Florida just like the other day where they like there were so many hiccups and glitches and things I'm sure people have seen a lot of the videos of where they're just kind of spacing out or not not speaking but anyways the their current idea right now for the um, Joe Biden campaign or one of the ideas that's been thrown out there is by a former Pete Buttigieg uh, Buttigieg how's that how you say his name I still don't know after all this time it doesn't matter he's not gonna be president uh his former, his former, yeah, Buttigieg, his former yeah. campaign advisor, Liz Smith, is her name. She was. She suggested that they should maybe strategize this August for the DNC national, the Democratic National Convention, that maybe they should take it digital and they should do something like the Fortnite thing, where they have, they have a digital giant Joe Biden appear over the Grand Canyon. And, um, you know, bring in a bunch of cool music artists so they can bring in the views and the and the um, the the kids, you know, so all the kids will get in on it. They'll have a big Papa Joe up there in the Grand Canyon. All those 14 year olds can vote that are going to be on there. They'll tell their parents. (laughs) But they had a they had a they went on to say if we could do that with Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden and projected against the Grand Canyon, that might be a little ambitious, but we could have exclusive musical content from some of the biggest musical artists in the game at this dri- at this driving eyeballs to the conventions so that people watched them. That's so terrible. Um, what are you talking yeah, about? So they uh I mean, the Travis Scott video or concert in Fortnite got 12 million uh, people in the audience. So it's not that terrible of an idea, but at the same time, and they even go on to suggest in this Kotaku article that uh, they they say it kind of reminds them of when Hillary Clinton back in the day, and I'd totally forgotten this, but Hillary Clinton, when she was running in 2016, um, mentioned that they should use Pokemon Go as because it was at the height of its popularity. Then they should use Pokemon Go to get Pokemon Go to the polls. And the, but anyways, that and that we all know how that worked out. But anyways, so it's just kind of like cringy, you know. Um, the Democrats and yeah, their great strategies guess? as of late, right? <laughs> Let's go with the thing the kids like because they can vote. I would watch this only because I would have a very strong suspicion that Joe Biden would have no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, is this Tron? Is this <laughs> like you just? If I'm playing, is this a pong? Is this pong, guys? Where am I? (laughs) Hey, guys. 
what game could they do if it, they didn't do Fortnite? What game would be better a game to go after their target audience? Like <laughs> Candy Crush, Candy Crush, Candy Crush. Call of Duty Wars. Call of Duty Wars. People are killing each other, and and Joe's just over the battlefield. Good job, son. Ugh. Punching people <laughs> when it get killed. Right. Like Fortnite's um, easy for them to drop in whatever they want because it's just like a giant playground. I got Minecraft. Minecraft? Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> That's really adult. Just because he'd Everybody's be a block playing. and he'd be like, is this how I look now? I'm so confused. I hear I hear this Minecraft pretty hot right now. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know I don't why. Know. Well, I would actually want to watch it just to see the Joe Biden mess, but I'd be more like, I'm ready I'm ready for this train wreck. Like lock me in, dude. It could be really cool. I think it could I don't know if it would be good. I think they would get a lot of eyes on it just because people would want to see the train wreck that's coming. Uh-huh. But I think a lot of people would. Let's put Joe Biden in the Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, right now. <laughs> Everyone goes to one big island and just parties. There's something there. He's got to be an animal. You make him like a really confused aardvark. <laughs> Or something like, yeah. Uh. And then, like, if you go through all of the stages, you get like the cool guy Joe Biden glasses that he always had <laughs> yeah. on when Obama was the president. No, you make him like an angel, and he comes down. You know, Papa oh. Joe. He's got like his wings. Because you got know? to make it like really cool. Yeah, Papa Joe. Oh my gosh, that's epic. is epic. Is Papa Joe is epic entertaining this idea at all? In that that has it. Apparently, this was just thrown out by one of the the campaign advisors yeah. or strategists. They it's like we gotta get eyes on it. Have to pay so much money to Fortnite because I don't think they'd want to get into the politics game because that would make them lose losers users more than likely. All those kids that stop playing the Fortnite, right? Or they'd be like, "Why can't I shoot my friend right now? This isn't cool. Where's Travis Scott? <laughs> like, I'm here for the Travis Scott concert." <laughs> Well, that's the thing is apparently, well, they would want to use like, to, they would want to lure the kids in, you know, like. In, in, yes, so Joe that, Biden does like to lure kids. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So. They want to lure the kids in with cool musical guests, you know, like unique, you know. Is it just going to be his avatar rats. sniffing every kid's head? Like, <laughs> ah. Hey, if you want to get this new Fortnite skin, go over to Uncle Joe's and get a hug. <laughs> Oh my god! Could you imagine if Fortnite went like political and it had like different candidates, like as people skins that you can wear? So, better question: Where would Trump go? Trump would have Trump would have to one up him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where would Trump? he'd be in Apex what's, Legends? What's bigger uh-huh. than Fortnite? I'm not gonna lie. I'd much rather jump into a Fortnite game to vote than go to the polls. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> I think we should wrap this up and move into emails. Let's do it. Um, would you guys here? I'm gonna put the first one in our thing, and you know what? Shelby oh, I just closed it. Our no, in this thing right here. Oh, the thing with the guy and the thing. Yeah, with our our screen room. Shelby, go ahead and read this one. Uh, hello, dudes. I was on a walk with my eight year old daughter, and we need a debate settled. Would Would you rather be a wizard or a superhero, Jenny? Mm. Jenny from Montgomery. Yeah. Montgomery. Um, I feel like it depends on the superhero powers. Right. But it could also be what kind of wizard are you? Or are you just like an all-around generally good, like, at magic wizard? Because, you know, there's like red wizards, white wizards, black oh wizards. You this know. is oh, true. You get into it. True. This is me. I'm a very literal person when it I comes know. to these kind of things. <laughs> I can see that. Well, Doctor Strange is basically a wizard, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Whoa, whoa, In whoa. a way. He's magic-based. Yeah. 
That's a wizard. If you use magic, you're a wizard. Come on. Let's he not, could kill let's Superman not... because okay. he does magic. So I look at it in a mathematical sense. A square can be a rectangle, but a rectangle can't be a square, right? Okay. A wizard can be a superhero, but a superhero <laughs> can't be a wizard. Okay. I would way rather choose a wizard. So myself. I would choose wizard because you could actually train to do different things. Like if you were mm-hmm. interested yeah. in a certain skill set, you could train to do that as a wizard. Whereas a superhero, it feels like you inherently have those abilities. Right. You're kind of locked you could ha- in. Yeah. Right. What if you have something where your fingernails just grow at like a rapid rate, <laughs> right? Like, okay. Or you, um, you can only be invisible. I think of the movie Mystery Men. You might just remember that movie with the <laughs> oh, No one's. Yeah, we talked about this before. Where like Kel from uh, all that and yeah. Kel, he can only be invisible if no one was looking. Like knowing my luck, if I was a superhero, you'd be like you're really powerful, but only on one day of the year for 25 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well. I got it. What if it's I'm like God a micro for... academia? So, so what do you guys think? What's the best wizard out there? Which which wizard is the best kind uh, of wizard? Gandalf. Gandalf's up there for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. What other wizards we got? We got Merlin. Merlin. Yeah, I think Merlin, Merlin's pretty Merlin's solid. like a wizard. Merlin's pretty dope. Um, Doctor Strange is pretty solid. I can't wizard, right? I can't. <laughs> He's a doctor, and he's strange. I mean, there's more, like, mystic arts. When I think wizard, I think, like, medieval alchemy. Mm. So not yeah. Harry Potter? So speaking of Sam Neill, this is like the Sam Neill podcast. Oh, Has yeah. anybody watched the miniseries of Sam Hell Neill, yeah. Merlin? Yeah. As Merlin? Yeah, that was good. That, that was, was on like TV. NBC really cool. back in the day, right? Yes. Yeah, so I taped it when I was a kid, and I used to watch that thing <laughs> all the time on VHS. Yeah. Was it? Uh, what was the woman's name Morgana. that was always trying to like? Morgana was always trying to like. No, no, no. Morgan Le Fay, right? Well, yeah, well, maybe it was Morgan Le Fay. The one that was trying to get him to be like, here, do some bad, bad magic. Yeah, bad magic. Like, do the yeah. bad magic. He's like, no, I got to protect the earth. Yeah, man, wizards got it way better. I Harry Potter yeah, is kind of a suck wizard. ass wizard, though. Like, let's, you know, his wizardry skills aren't that great. He survived. But, but if you could be like Dr. Manhattan. Or, like, Superman, where you're basically, like, just a god. Like, Dr. Manhattan can control, like, molecules and build an entire world. And he can do all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, I don't there's know. a whole range to superheroes. I feel like wizards, they're generally all cool. Unless you're, like, an apprentice wizard that doesn't know anything. Right. Like, a wizard by default. Once you get to wizard status, you got all sorts of cool right. tricks. Right, And if you're Dr. Manhattan, your dong's always hanging out. Like, I don't really want that. <laughs> so? And, like, I think of the anime Black Clover, so... Or fairy tale, they're all oh, mages yeah. and wizards based on like whatever spell. So you get entrusted a book. Even like the wizards with weak powers can still be cool if they train up their book enough. They unlock. Like, what's cool the spells. girl? What's hers? Oh, the keys or whatever. I thought oh, Lucy in lame. fairy tale. Yeah, she can summon like the zodiac signs. My favorite one yeah. is the uh, shrimp Ebby, which is yeah. the cancer, the crab. Ebby yeah. means shrimp, but he just cuts hair. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah because they each have like a specialty yeah, they're making yeah. a fairy tale jrpg i saw a trailer for it today and i was like maybe like uh <laughs> um so i think we're all agreed a wizard's better than the superhero right because you don't know yeah. what powers you're gonna be yeah. yeah for sure i mean on a flat scale wizard versus superhero yes okay like standalone let's say what superhero power if you knew the superhero power but they're like you are the thing from fantastic four would you take that over a wizard no Ooh. but if i was like Iceman, 
from the okay. X-Men. Yes. So there's certain elements you take. So you would not be an Earth wizard. <laughs> yeah. You'd be an Ice wizard. Got it. Okay. Dude, also, if you're a wizard, you can teleport. And teleportation's True. pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, but the, if you're Nightcrawler, you can teleport too, right? This is true, but then you have to be blue and have a monkey tail for the rest of your life. Bro, you can have every superhero power (laughs) or every wizard spell. Which would you choose? Oh, the superhero power for sure, but Uh -uh. you'd look like a monstrosity walking down the street. The the wizard, because the wizard's immortal. He will never die. And you could banish the superhero. I don't know. Now we're just talking about an unstoppable force versus a movable object. Next question. question. (laughs) Settled. Um... Here's the next one for you guys. Sean, why don't you read this one for us, please? And it actually is very topical for what we're talking about. Really enjoying the show, guys. My question is very simple. Why are old games becoming the new games? Max from Tempe. I think that's a fair question. You got the Final Fantasy VII Remake. You got Resident Evil 2, 3 Remakes. We have now Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Basically, here's why. Uh, video games peaked in the 90s and everyone wants that nostalgia. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> yes. And also, all those p- people that were kids in the 90s are now in their 30s and they have lots of money mm-hmm. to spend. Lots of disposable money to throw at things. So, that is what they're targeting. Also, I feel like most companies kind of mail it in when it comes to the remasters and they just like, you know, it's not like everyone isn't like the Final Fantasy Seven one where you can tell that they went in and rebuilt it from the back yeah. ground up yeah. where you get a lot more where it's like, oh, we just put on a new coat of paint on it and we didn't fix any bugs that were there before or anything. And like <clears throat> a lot of companies kind of, most companies seem like they go that route where they just kind of like fancy up the graphics and then they release it at like full price or something and people are like, oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no interest in playing like re-releases of old games for the most part. Like if they're gonna rework them and retool them, I'm all for it. But like just doing a carbon copy of the same game with a shiny coat of paint really doesn't do it for me personally. Right, but, but why do you think the old game? I think Sean nailed on the head that you know people in their 30s with putting their kid, we have the money now, right? But what 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 yeah. other reason could there be that the old games are becoming the hot new games? because they're tried and true. Like the reason they constantly release star Wars is because people like star Wars. Like there's a collective agreement that star <laughs> Wars is good. It. And even Casey is coming around on it. Mm, so hard pass on that one. I'm watching episode two tomorrow with my wife. So dude, of Mandalorian. No, of the oh, movies. Two. Okay. Gotcha. You know? Don't um, do that. Gotcha. Just don't, just don't do it. I, I can't wait till you hit a new hope because going back and watching a new hope right now is painful. That movie is slow. Yes. But yeah, I think it goes. I think they're tried and true. I think it's because of who has money, and I think that a good game is always good, and if you can make it better. But like, I think remakes are maybe the bars being raised with something like Final Fantasy VII. Like people are like, yeah, you just it's like it can't like your your complaint with Kingdom Hearts three mm-hmm. is it feels like a game from PS two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it can't. It has to feel like a. It has to. It has to evolve a bit. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's why I appreciate what they're doing with the RE series, too, is they're going back and revamping those Resident Evil games to feel more, more mm-hmm. modern games. Um, and I don't have a huge affinity for Resident Evil, but I, I'm definitely a lot more likely to play the remake than I am going back and playing the game that was released in the 90s. Right. That's and a good point, too. Personally, personally, I've never been the kind of person to really go back and rewatch movies or 
or like replay games a lot like once i've experienced the story experienced the thing like that it's kind of locked in for me mm-hmm. most like because there's i think for me there's just so much new th- stuff to experience and things that i like i rather than going back and replaying those things and stuff like i i just move on so i have no real desire for a lot of remasters mm. um uh, I guess I would pose this question to you guys. What game... I see Casey's squirming. Well, he no, because to... <laughs> I know that you watch the Lord of the Rings movies like all the time still. Like I know I could put that in and you would sit and watch that because I know there's some old movies that you still like. Oh, I would. Like, I yeah. would. So there's some things there you do go some, back to the like, well for. But majority... There are... Like I don't even know when the last time I watched Lord of the Rings was. But yes, if it was on, I would watch <laughs> yeah. it. But, um, but yes, in general, like with games and stuff, especially longer games, I'm like, I... You know, I experienced it. I don't even need to go back and replay it for a different ending or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Like, every, I'll be playing a game sometimes. Like, even Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm like, oh, I want to go back through and play, like, as an archery uh, spec yeah. the whole way through or stuff like that. But then I'm like, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> I know, because yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, same stories yeah. I've already experienced no, I, I'm with you. Like, I like to experience things once and move on. Like, I very rarely rewatch movies. And I, the exception for me is Marvel. But, like, I will turn those on, like, as I'm cleaning the house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to queue up Lord of the Rings. I like these movies. Now we're going to go do something else, and it'll be on in the background. Like, I wouldn't sit down and dedicate two hours to a Marvel movie. Yeah. What were you going to ask earlier, Sean? What would we want remade? Oh, I was going to pose the question, yeah, what game would you guys want? What game would you guys want remade? Yeah. I would like Final Fantasy VI remade, but I want it to uh, look like Octopath Traveler. I want Final Fantasy VI oh. with that Octopath Traveler look, and then maybe that battle system. And I, we talked about this last week. Remember, I said the in the Ninja Turtles game. We we had this as a question last week. Did yeah, we? yeah. Oh. We'll move on. Okay, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> um, I yeah, I'm with you on the background noise. I think there's certain things I can put on. Like I always put on like, if depending if my kids are around, like something like South Park Trailer Park Boys. If I want to just have like a laugh, I can play that at any time. Um, or I, I, Little Dicky is now up there. If you guys did not see the last episode of Little Dicky, <laughs> highly recommend. Isn't it called Dave? Uh, it, Dave. Dave is the show. Little Dicky show. Dave is the Dave's show. Dave's new show. They got uh, already signed for a second season. It's the high, It's the best received show on FX history for its Dude, like first year. Got that show really like does not pull any punches. No, I like love it. the first three episodes are are heavy. And they put them in really uncomfortable situations, but they are going in as deep and dark as they can. And it's hilarious. And it's like it's like whoa! <laughs> like it reminds me of them it. pushing the envelope, like they did for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like when that came out, they were pushing in a certain direction. Are you only on the third? What episode are you on for Dave? Um, I think I just finished the third episode. Oh, the milking one. <laughs> I don't even the one where that. him and his girlfriend are in the. Like, they they get intimate. Yeah, the milking, the milking, one. the milking, the milking, and the and the, yes. the Drake poster. Yeah, the Drake poster. Yes, yeah. and the bathrooms. Yeah, yes, it's yes. It, it's raunchy. I mean, Dude, it is hard R for it's sure. Hard R. It's a great yeah. show. You need to keep watching. The it gets only better. <laughs> All right, let's move into our next email. This is I'll read this one. This is from Matt and Livermore. I was playing an old school fighting game, Bloody Roar. Awesome game. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Oh, and knowing that. that Casey is an admitted furry wannabe, what would be your animal fursona for you? Fursona. Uh, mine mine would be a, a bird of some kind, like a hawk. Mm, I could see you being a bird. 
Why do you say I just that? Could, well, you see, this is my thoughts with it, because I grew up loving the Ninja Turtles. The thing is, you're a mutant, yeah. right, at this point. I don't think of it like as a furry, I want to be that animal. Like, I want to get powers, <laughs> and I want to be able to fight crime. Yes, that's my more me. I'd want to yeah. fly. Yeah, I could see you being like a, a small a sparrow <laughs> hawk, something that is fast and aggressive but really tiny. <laughs> like, I totally, I totally we, I read this if... question and thought like, which furry costume would you? No, most likely I think be that's in? what I think that's what it's supposed to be when it says for for Sona is what. Well, furry when I think of Bloody Roar, I think of how did you guys? So if you ever played that game, you would. It's you a fighting game. It was a fighting game. It was really cool. And in the middle fight, they yes. could turn into mutant animal type things, and it had like yeah. It was very violent. It was called Bloody Roar. Like, one character was a rabbit. There's a rhino. So, okay. If you want to tell me what your furry costume would be, that's fine, too. I would love to hear that. But Well, Casey would be a panda, obviously. No! Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely a panda. I'm a bear. I think I'm definitely a bear. I, yeah, I think a black and white bear. bear, and we call you a panda. Yes. <laughs> ah, guys, guys, no. I'd be more likely to well, be a koala. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'd be just a standard brown bear. Oh, now I want to be a platypus. Ooh, yeah, that'd be fitting for you too. Just good choice. <laughs> you can't peg me down. What am I? I mean, if marsupial? No. Yeah, maybe. No, a platypus a is like a bird, so that's why it works. You get the duck bill. <laughs> you got the tail. You're useful. You're good at a lot of things. You lay eggs. You're kind of weird. It you got works. poison. I got poison mm-hmm. claw. Dude, I think is Psyduck a platypus? No, he's just a duck. Yes. There is no platypus is Pokemon yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> T. <laughs> he's more of a kappa. Because when he turns into Golduck. But that would be that would be both my fursona and my battle mm-hmm. animal form. Shelby, what about you? Wait, I, hold on. Sean, uh, what do you think Shelby would be? Um a what's the thing that hunts like snakes? Mongoose. Mongoose. I think he'd be a mongoose. Mm-hmm. Like a, that's basically it's a ferret. Badass He's a ferret. Scary. Yeah. But they're like <laughs> they take on things that are like ten times mm-hmm. their size. They're fast. Dude, I feel like if I rolled in and, and they're like, which furry are you? And I'm like, mongoose. They're like, mongoose? What? <laughs> I think Shelby'd be a dolphin. Was it that cartoon? It was like Ricky Ticky Tavi. Yeah, Ricky Ticky Tavi yeah. is the one. He's a mongoose. Song. Yeah. But Shelby's yeah. a dolphin. I think he's a water guy. Dude, I, I, I could be a dolphin. Yeah. Like, that's some thanks so long and thanks for all the fish shit for it or mm-hmm. stuff. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like fish too. Yeah. yeah. So long and thanks for all the Chris fish. Chris D'Elia's new stand up. He's like, Dolphins rape people. Like he talks about the, they do. Um, but or maybe an otter for Shelby. I could see him an being otter. a otter. Ooh, adorable. Right. Cute. Yeah. See a cute, river. but will drag his enemies to the bottom of the ocean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean if, <laughs> yeah. if it's a furry it's one thing, but if it's like animal like powers, I mean I kinda want some claws. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, the mongoose or otter would get claws. you that a dolphin with claws. Dolphin would just get you super speed <laughs> and you'd be really intelligent. Um, I think the yeah. otter or the mongoose would be a good pick. Why am I a panda bear of all the bears? Because <laughs> you're rolypoly. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> and you like to eat grass? I eat grass. Okay, we're gonna cut <laughs> that out. Because you know, you know martial arts. <laughs> oh, I know kung fu. Okay. And kung oh. fu panda. Uh, yeah, you are poop poo or whatever. Oh. See, we're winning him over, Sean. He's coming I don't around. No, I think I think our Chinese <laughs> listeners would be very disappointed that a white guy is a panda again. Me and Jack Black. <laughs> Um, no, I definitely, yeah, I would definitely pick a bear or something because they're, they're fast and strong. Uh, what's that one bear? It's funny. It's sugar bears or whatever. Like sun bears. Sun I know what you're talking about. They have the orange chest and they're kind of smaller. They're nice. Yeah. 
Is it weird? I know a lot about animals. That's the other thing, too. <laughs> you know a lot about bears. <laughs> I've thought about this too much. I'm just a standard brown bear, you know? Or I'd be Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's like, you know, no no pants, <laughs> shirt, trying to eat honey. Oh, yeah, you could be like, you could be like padding. Yeah, just want my marmalade. Um, I, yeah, okay, well, we know where I stand with my friends. Um, <laughs> we'll go to our final email from Eric, and I can read that. Really enjoy the show, guys. My question's very simple. Wait, no. Hold on. From Eric. Last email. <laughs> Sorry, it. I was reading the last thing. No. Don't worry, guys. I can read right. this. What is a um, what is the video game critics loved that you hated? What do you think the critics are wrong, or why do you think the critics are wrong? Keep on rocking, guys. Eric from Tracy. That that critics loved and you hated, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah, something that was beloved by people. I can do that with movies easily. There's a movie off the top of my head that... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Shelby, you want to start this one off? Um, I'm trying to think of one as well. I mean, I know they're out there because I've definitely bounced off of a you... handful of games. I know one that I think you hate or don't like, and it's blasphemy to me, is Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, I don't think that that game was as great as everybody made it out to be. <laughs> Guaranteed. Why? Like, it's Let's, just so there's not... your answer. Why? Why are the Why? critics wrong? Yeah, that's his question. Why are the critics wrong? <laughs> Give me a solid argument because this uh, is, yeah, this definitely. is a bad hot so, take. So basically, like Zelda has always prided itself on being very specific in the way that it set up dungeons and put together puzzles for its players. So you would yes. make it no, your way through. Yes, they have, always. and they've no. always gone through, and you beat the temples, and you experience a lot of the game and their stuff on the peripheral. Did you play the original when you Zelda? Go to, when you go to Breath of the Wild, it is an open-ended, do-whatever-you-want type game, and in order for you to find those pe- puzzles, you have to go seek out shrines. You could basically play through that whole game and bump into very little of that side content. So though it's iterative and um changes the game as a whole i don't think it stays true to the zelda type um game that a lot of people have grown to expect i think it got a pass because it has the name zelda on it oh you see now i disagree with you because if you play the very first original zelda number one on nes there's no order you can go to any dungeon you can go you have to progress through it you if this is this takes it to a new level Right, but but I mean, you're talking the first Zelda. I mean, there's been 20 Zeldas in the series, and 18 of them have been in this certain format. Zelda one did that. Zelda Zelda uh, Link Between Worlds. You could go to any of those dungeons in any order. Right, they give you the but, tools at the beginning of the game. In both of those Wind, games, Wind Waker, Wind Waker, Wind Waker. You could go to any dungeon right. in any order. But I think more to Shelby's point is like those dungeons were like. That's where all the puzzles were contained in them, whereas True. the shrines kind of distill and like spread it out. Where like the dungeons are just a little bit more complicated version, or like the boss fights or whatever you want to call it, or like. But right. I, but I also think like those other games were built differently in where they in like there seemed like there was always a reason to go to those different places. Like I need to collect all of the heart pieces or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Like you were always like 
pulling apart this world and going to these different places and figuring out the mechanic and, and moving forward. I feel like Breath of the Wild asks too much of the player in that they have to go and dictate their own story and fun. I, and every time you talk to people about this game, they're like, yeah, I enjoyed this because I ran over here and all of a sudden I ran into this and this happened, which is cool and great. But at the same time, like it still doesn't feel like you don't know that you're on the right path as you make your way through that it, world. It doesn't feel to me. I enjoy breath of the wild, but I understand where Shelby's coming from. Like I feel there doesn't really feel like that sense of urgency. It's kind of like just an exploration go have fun where I feel like in most of the other games, like you are being pulled towards Ganon or in breath of the wild, you can play it for like 60 to a hundred hours and not even really like do like go down that main story path, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. If right. you like open world kind of content, um, I feel like it's probably a similar argument that people have with Assassin's Creed now versus Assassin's Creed originally, because originally it was like a lot more linear. Like you go and you do like it had like these little side things and stuff that you would do, but everything kind of drove you down this main path. Where now you can avoid it. Um, I uh, but I like Breath of the Wild, but it is I feel like it could almost be like an MMO. Like you'd get dropped into it, and there'd just be like this huge world to explore and like tell people, oh, I found this secret thing over here, this thing over here. Um, it just feels very vast compared to the other ones. In my in my opinion, it feels like a huge departure from Zelda. Like it feels like a step in the completely different direction on where that series were going was going. And you know, to your guys's point, like they needed to do something because the format was getting old. They were recycling the same format over and over and over. And I think that the Breath of the Wild game is just a too much of a departure from that format for me personally um i believe that there will be a day that they go back and try to get back to doing a zelda game that is a little bit more linear but this breath of the wild game was obviously very well received and i think there will be more games in both veins in the pipeline i think what i've learned with it is that people like exploration and collecting and things which is like another thing like animal crossing is huge and that's a big thing where it's just kind of like explore and wander around and collect things and you know get stuff and build up your little city which i think zelda's kind of going that way and it's more fun i hope oh no it'd be awesome is if they made zelda kind of like um dark cloud casey do you guys remember do you remember the game dark cloud yeah where you, where you it was like a, yeah i forget it was like different levels of a dungeon basically and you go down to like 80 levels but you'd collect material and you could go back and build like your own little village the village you had to build the village and you had to put the yes. village in right pieces like for it to um, be efficient and work fit. and stuff yes yeah, well, no, to yes. unlock the right things, like because like I yes. want to live next, like a character would like I don't like this person, I need to live here. I could totally see them doing that with like Zelda it would be cool, like a next stage kind of thing is like have a little city that you manage or like that you take care of, whether that's like a Kakariko thing or. A... Well, besides Shelby's horrible opinion, uh, <laughs> aside, I I disagree in the sense that Breath of the Wild is one where it's, it rewards exploration and it doesn't want to hold your hand, which is a departure from Nintendo games. But at the same time, like the original Zelda games and the ones I listed before all kind of have that. The, the one that everyone thinks, because it is so linear, is Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, you have to do certain things in a set order, minus like the side quest for Gorgon's Sword. Um, and I think games that like I know are critically loved that I don't care for. You love everything. Some games I'll look at and be like, oh, this isn't doesn't look fun. But then you get sit down with it and you enjoy it. Um Sean, what about you? What's a game that people loved that you hated? I was 
just looking on Steam to see if there's something that really, like, sticks out to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe, like, the Call of Duty series games? That's what I was going to say. I, I like, don't... Any, I, like, just... I played old Call of Duties in, like, World War II and some of the old older ones and stuff. But, like, I've never felt like their storylines were, like, that amazing. They were short and sweet. But I never, like... They come out, you know, people are like, oh my god, their storyline's so good, and like, game stuff, I'm like, it's, it's, to me, it's okay, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that with, like, a lot of them. The one that, for me, that I didn't love, that I thought I would like, that I was very surprised with oh, Borderlands. Borderlands. I, see, I enjoy Borderlands, even the third one. Yeah. Huh. I would enjoy it with, like, my friends, yeah. if I could play up with them, but I feel like yeah. when... It was out, its online was a bit uh, clunky, and that it was, the game broke too much. Like, you you, you could break the game and not lock events, so maybe there Mm. was mechanical issues. Like, I've heard that with Witcher 3, for a lot of people, like, Witcher 3 uh, isn't that, like, it's a beautiful game, but the controls are so bad, it makes the gaming experience horrible, I don't think Witcher... I think you should play Witcher 3 a little bit because it's a uh... no Witcher 2 or 1 maybe but yeah. not 3 I wouldn't 3 is like pretty standard. If you play that on old control consoles though or like on the original consoles the original reception of it was that it was really clunky. Mhm. Yeah. And, and it, so that turned a lot of people off from it. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know that, like, you're not going to Witcher for, and that's going to sound bad, but for the gameplay. You're going for the story and the character the creation and the characters that they put in the world. But I found The Witcher 3 was in depth enough in the way that they set up their battle system. You had to actually think about and prepare for battles against certain monsters. And I thought it got a lot of bad publicity for that because they're like, I can't just go in and smash X. And it's like, no, you can't. Like, you got to think. You got to use the fire spell. You got to use the oil. And I thought that was a pretty cool piece. Right. I I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, because there's no, I don't think there's a difficulty setting for Witcher. I think it's just like, it is what it is. That's, That's my issue with Borderlands. You just randomly can get a really good gun and there's no really thinking, but just gun this thing down. Yeah, it's very much, what's it called, like rng based for sure yeah and and casey i think you were kind of dancing around this point a second ago but like what i found is when i build my list of games that i want to play through i find Mm -hmm. that i'll start on a game and some of these games i really won't like and as i stick with it i either switch and begin to like it more after i get into the rhythm of the game or i appreciate it and back away like kingdom hearts Yes. Or you double down on the hate. Or I double <laughs> down on the hate. Yeah, and I uh, I googled um, best games, and the two that pop out in this list for me are Player Unknown's Battlegr- Battlegrounds, PUBG. Um, I do not understand why people like that. I, I would basically it. hide in a toilet for twenty <laughs> minutes and then get shot and killed over and over and over and over. Right, Dude, yeah. it's hard, and critics can love it. I think sometimes too, your experience with it in outside factors can be out too. And we can prejudge things mm-hmm. um, where, like, Breath of the Wild to me is, I, I think you could make the argument that, yeah. I get that. I don't I don't like that it gets a pass because of the Zelda name. Because people like to throw that out. It's like, oh, it's just, you're getting a pass because Zelda. Because Skyward Sword was not great by any means. 
and people need to go back to that well. Yeah, this game was a phenomenon. I just question if that game would have got the same critical acclaim that it did if it did not have Zelda on the box. Well, here's the thing. Horizon Zero Dawn came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar in the gameplay. And people tend to rank Zelda higher because of its experience. Because I think what Zelda did that's different than those other games is it takes you into a world. It's whimsy. Like, the game rewards you for exploring and it doesn't it, it's all on purpose you're supposed to feel insecure at the beginning of that game you're supposed to die a lot you're supposed to feel frustrated and you're supposed to discover how to play that game well, i didn't do any of those things i was a badass from the start <laughs> of course of course <laughs> i never died Dude. once i got the arrows at the end and then they took them from me when i finished the game and i was real upset <laughs> about it and yeah i mean I, I know that that people out there are gonna love breath of the wild yeah. it just wasn't for me like it, it wasn't for me, and like I compare it to Horizon Zero Zero Dawn, I enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn much more than I enjoyed Breath of the Wild. Like I, I will flat out say that um, that was a cool world to interact with, and I thought the juxtaposition of the old timey feel of them fighting mechanical dinosaurs, and then you stumble into wait, this is our world mm-hmm. two hundred years in the future was a cool reveal during that story. Like I thought, as you pull back that storyline, it was really neat how they presented it. To me, that's obvious. It's like, oh yeah, okay, post apocalyptic future, <laughs> cool. Like, oh, it's America, yeah. duh, surprise. Well, I mean, but I mean that same argument could be oh, made. Oh, it's Ganon right. again? Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised. Yeah, right, right. Like, video games do that, right? You can... It's like, oh, cool. So okay. so the last one, and, and I know that, that we need to um, take bring mm-hmm. this to a close, but I could not wrap my head around why Outer Wilds got the fanfare that it did this last year. Um, Outer Wilds was the game where you basically are going into this world and learning new things every... 20 minute cycle and then it adds to your journal you die in some capacity come back and then run the same 25 minute loop over and over and each time you do you get a new piece of information and apply it in a different way um i appreciate the concept of that game i did not get the thrust of i have to beat this game this is a beautiful masterpiece and it seemed like a lot of people took that take on this game it took the majora's mask the cool part of Majora's Mask and like far artsied it up basically. That reminds me of that. That gives like a whole kind of like genre. There's like a bunch of there's indie games that are like that, that are more like experiences than games. Like, <clears throat> so that reminded me of Firewatch, which yeah. was a game that everyone was hyping up Firewatch. and was super. I, I can't, I forget what the developer's name is, but he's done a few games that people really hype over. And then I play them like, okay, it was like an ex, it was an experience. I Firewatch kind of just petered out for me if i remember right this was a couple years ago when it came out but i just remember getting into it and be like okay this is interesting and he builds like this interesting world but then just kind of like falls Mm. it fell flat for me and i was just like okay but like i remember critics being like oh my god it's like such a good experience like did you get to the end though because sometimes that's that'll happen with games Mm -hmm. or stuff where people are like oh this is really good and then you get to the and then you get towards the end and it just kind of like falls apart Right, because I was really into Octopath, and that's a game I do always think about going back to, because Sean knows how much I talked about that game for the summer. But the bigger reason was my daughter was born, and then that game came out, and so many nights when she would sleep at weird hours, I would just sit next to her or hold her and play. 
So I have these fond memories of holding my baby daughter and playing that game, and she beat it with me. Like, that was her <laughs> first video game experience, even though she won't ever remember it. So I have that emotional attachment to it. I was thinking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining that to my wife. She's like, you did what? Like, I was like, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know, the joke is, like, because my wife and Shelby's wife sent this meme to each other about, oh, new dad thinking he's going to get to play video games and all the other dads, like, laughing at him. It's like Tom Holland and all the other adult guys from the Avengers <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, when Sam was born, I got like 80 hours in the Octopath Traveler every night because I'd stay up with her. <laughs> she was flabbergasted. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I really liked Firewatch. I had the same issue you did, Sean. Like, I got to the end and I was waiting for that big turn, big reveal to, like, make it one of those heavy games that really had a huge impact. And it, yeah. it kind of, it didn't hit me didn't. either. I think there were moments in that game early which were magical. You know what I mean? Like you're watching the sunset and you're making your way back to camp and you got to do it before nightfall. Like there are some really cool moments in that game. But I don't think it Mm -hmm. it ended with the same punch that it could have. I was kind of disappointed on that front too. Overall, I was just like, eh. (laughs) It's like I could have not played that. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. What's another game? There's another game. I think it's called Gone Home or something where it's not – I'm, I don't think I'm really the target audience for it because I think it's about like a L- LGBTQ um, like character that came home, but they're fan- like I thought it was supposed to be a mm-hmm. scary game because you go into it and your whole family's missing, and you're trying to figure out, but you end up just finding clues and then like I think finding out that you came out to your family or something. It's been a while since I played that either, but that was another one. Where I'm like, oh, this isn't at all what I expected it to be. It wasn't, and it wasn't because of the story. It was just like. Even within that story, it was kind of like, oh, yeah. I am. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I felt the same yeah. way. And that game was actually really hard for me to get into. Like, I, I had a really difficult time getting into Gone Home just because it was a very slow burn in the beginning. And it's like you're trying to piece together, mm-hmm. like, photographs and notes and what does this mean and what does that mean. It, the benefit to that game, it was, yeah. it was like a two-hour experience and it was done. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was hoping. I thought there was gonna be more because they were building up all these clues and stuff, and then it was just kind of like it, another one that yeah. just kind of. Did you ever out. play a Edith Finch? Yes, I liked that. I did too. I think that was my favorite in that vein. Of, yes, of, where it's of like kind of that walking simulator exploring thing. Yeah, I liked. Um, what was it? Some, something who killed Edith Fish, Finch or something like that. I kind of feel like, that way about the Night in the yeah. Woods. Kind of, I'm always looking at that, and that looks like a. Let's save Night for the Night of the Woods for another time because that could fit okay. in that category too. That game, yeah. no, thank you, no, okay. thank you. Anyway, it seems a little pretentious. A uh, little bit, a little bit on the nose. Just like, yeah. come on, a little heavy on, handed. Guys. Yeah, it's kind of like watching an anime. And that concludes mm. <laughs> the end of our cast here tonight. Okay. Thank you for being with us. Make sure to shoot us an email at emails at underpoweredmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter at underpoweredpod, Instagram at under.powered, and check us out at underpoweredmedia.com. We're out. Play your games. Play your games.